Thank you for calling GayWire. Your call is very important to us. Press 1 for fourth wave feminism. Press 2 for a strangely in-depth discussion about where the worms have gone. Press 3 for... You have chosen option 3. Please stay on the line. Hello, and thank you for choosing option three. Welcome to Gaywire, where everything is at least a little bit queer. From CJSR 88.5 FM in so-called Edmonton, I'm your host, Terrence. And I'm Milo, the cute butt from last episode. As Pride Month continues, we're going to get a little bit spicy with this week's topic, boudoir. I have no idea what that is. Luckily for you, I do have an idea. I have multiple, and they all came from the internet. Boudoir photography is a sort of niche type of photography, characterized by its sensual nature. Ah, hence the spicy of this week's topic. That's not even the spiciest part. What? The term boudoir originated in France in regards to a woman's private room that was usually found in between the dining room and the bedroom, because back then they didn't really believe in hallways, and was used for unspecified women's activities or somewhere to spend time with a romantic partner. Oh, we should get one of those. Sure. Boudoir photography, however, originated in the 1920s with the intention to capture the beauty of a woman's figure and emotions, rather than unrealistic or inappropriate exploration of her body. Seems like some pretty empowering stuff. Now, boudoir is one of those things that's kind of really entrenched in binary gender. So that's why I'm super excited to hear what our guest has to say about navigating boudoir photography as a non-binary person. Now that we caught up to speed on what boudoir is and the history, let's hear from Gay Wire's Bethany Godreau speaking with Riley Laurel, a non-binary boudoir photographer. But first, we're just going to give you a quick little content warning. This interview does contain discussions around sex and sex work, which I personally love. But if that's not your jam, then uh, time to flip away. <laughs> I don't know, I like being naked. <laughs> um. <laughs> you comment on something and they're like, yes, girly, and it's like, I'm not a girl. <laughs> like, I just want to be talked to like a person. Like, boudoir has always been for women, but it doesn't need to be anymore. <laughs> My name is Riley. My pronouns are they, them. I'm a queer and non-binary boudoir photographer here in Edmonton, um, but I am relocating to Kamloops in a couple of weeks. I've been in Edmonton since I was born and built my clientele out here and I've been a photographer for about 11 years now. All right, let's start with a little bit about you and your background as a photographer and how you got into boudoir photography. So it was kind of funny how I ended up getting into boudoir photography. I had actually started taking pictures way back in high school and started taking pictures for clients. And I was just doing a little bit of everything. Um, of course, because I wasn't 18, boudoir wasn't really on my radar. I was aware that it was a thing, but it wasn't super, super popular. 
Um, the moment that I had turned turned 18, though, um, within the first couple of months, I actually started to get into sex work myself. And from there, I discovered a very popular site. Um, I won't name them, <laughs> um, but I did start, I did find out about this really popular nude modeling site and connected with a couple of models through there. Um, and as, you know, time went on, I did my own set for this site with one of my friends who is also a photographer and just kind of fell in love with it. Um, it was probably one of the best experiences that I've ever done in that sense. Like, I, I don't know, I like being naked. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a lot of fun and I decided, hey, I want to give this experience to other people and I like seeing how, you know, how bodies move and seeing all the beautiful lingerie that people would come in with. So eventually I started shooting my own sets for this site and met through with a couple of models. So from there, it kind of blossomed into full-blown boudoir. Um, I'm definitely the kind of person that gets bored really easily. So I had to expand. Um, I did kind of figure out, like I'm all self-taught with everything. So I pretty much joined groups on Facebook, did the little YouTube university uh, to learn all the basics and then just went out and did sessions with friends just to get that experience. And then, yeah, as I started to get more and more into boudoir, my clientele started to grow from there. Um, for myself, I have actually been to school for a couple of different avenues. I went to school for hairdressing and for a vet assistant and for lots of other things. Couldn't really pick up, like, I couldn't pick anything out that really I love to do, except for it just came back to being a photographer and taking pictures. So I kept coming back to this. Um, it came up to me working a job a couple of years ago, it was in 2019. I was working a job for something that I had gone to school with, gone to school for. And I absolutely just hated it so much. Um, and it wasn't even more, like it wasn't about the job. I love the job itself. It was the people that I worked with. And for me, I'm very assertive and I have a hard time taking like, it's going to sound really mean, but <laughs> um, I have a hard time taking like really anything from anybody in a position of power if I feel like they don't deserve to be in that position. So I left um, and it took me like I had applied for other things and nothing was was going on until I was sitting there like, you know what, you're good at you're good at photography. Why don't you just do it full time? And it was the most terrifying thing I had ever done in my life. But I announced that I was going full time with my photography and I ended up booking out six months in advance within two weeks. And then COVID hit. <laughs> uh, so I had to reschedule some stuff at the end. But that's pretty much my little journey with with my photography, um, it's been a very long one. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, 11 years. How do I condense this a little bit? But the moment that I got more into boudoir photography was definitely the best thing that I had ever done. It's one of the most rewarding genres of photography that I've ever done for sure. 
How does your identity as a non-binary person inform your boudoir photography? The one thing that I notice a lot from being non-binary is there's not a lot of spaces for us. There really isn't. Um, it almost sucks in the way just because of, you know, how westernized culture is. Because if you look at lots of other cultures, there's more than just two genders. And with us, it's always um, ladies and gentlemen or women only, men only. And even then, like when they have, yep, you know, women and men are allowed. It's like, okay, but there's us too. We want to be included. So when I came out, I actually came out around the same time that I went full time. It was a whirlwind of different emotions on how I wanted to run my business, because up until that point, the majority of the people that I'd worked at were women. Um, And it was, you know, I wanted to be a photographer that was inclusive to everybody, no matter what. So I changed everything around and, you know, started really preaching that like boudoir is for everybody. There's no set gender with it. It's time for it to change. And that a lot of that came from just my own identity because I got so tired of just not feeling included with anything. And, you know, like, yes, historically women have been oppressed for a very long time and still are. Um, but I have learned that being non-binary and queer, even it gets, it gets pretty bad too. Like there's not a lot of spaces for us. So I wanted to make something that was welcoming and accepting and wasn't, you know, just here to diversify my portfolio. Personally, I wanted to actually have a genuine space for us as well. Uh, and you mentioned one of the ways that you've worked on doing that is, um, with your VIP Facebook group as well? Yeah, I actually have two Facebook groups. Uh, The general thing with the majority of photographers, especially boudoir ones, is Facebook groups. And the reason for that is because Facebook and Instagram do not like small businesses, and they especially do not like photographers that take pictures of nearly naked people. So the only way to combat that is to make a Facebook group. Um, it's a good way to keep up interaction and engagement, which is really big when it comes to finding new clients. Um, however, the majority of these other photographers, including even, I found this is really interesting, even with the boudoir photographers that were men, they had Facebook VIP groups that were women only. And, you know, I, I get it. Like boudoir has always been for women but it doesn't need to be anymore. It's like that word is a French word for essentially like a private room for women, like that it's situated like between the bedroom and and another part of the house. But it was kind of like, you know, like a little private quarters, essentially like a sulking room. But yeah, so it eventually um, about a hundred years ago kind of moved into a genre of photography. And just this past couple of years, it's really picked up speed. So, of course, we have all these VIP groups and they're all made, you know, women only, ladies only. Um, Whereas, you know, I want to be able to have a group that's for everybody because like everybody deserves to to go and get pictures done. If you want to get pictures done in your underwear in a boudoir setting, go for it. It doesn't matter if you're a 
girl, a guy, non-binary, like it, it really doesn't matter. Just go do it. For myself, because I had started out with sex work and modeling, it was so tough finding, you know, photographers that I personally felt comfortable with because all of their VIP groups are very women-centric with their language and just the way that they approach their clients. And it was to the point where, you know, even though they said like, yeah, this group is open to women and, and non-binary people and, and trans women and like all of this stuff, it almost kind of felt a bit uncomfortable because you'd still get all the posts that said, Hey ladies, or, or Hey girls, or, you know, you'd comment on something and they're like, yes, girly. And it's like, I'm not a girl. <laughs> like, I just want to be talked to like a person. I don't understand why I need to be called that. Like, just because I present in that way, doesn't mean I am. Um, so kind of, it moved into more of an annoyance at that point. So I started my own group and said, you know what, anybody and everybody, I don't care, whatever you identify as or whatever you are, you can come in. I don't care. As long as you're respectful to everybody else and you're not homophobic, transphobic, racist, etc., uh, then sure. And a lot of the times too, with even these photography groups, I will comment that because they'll be like, well, what do you guys do for your, your groups to make them inclusive? And I say, well, I've completely removed any women-centric language from my groups and from my pages and from my website and they're all like well how do you how do you get rid of any like creepy men and it always comes back to that and it's really it's almost kind of disappointing that you know actions of a couple of men completely have you know defined that gender to say okay well if they want in a group that's made for boudoir then they're being creepy when that's not the case at all there's lots of men that I have shot boudoir with. When you say that you don't want any men in your group, you're not only just pushing out like any sort of straight men, you're pushing out gay men too, which I've shot a lot with like a ton of gay men. And I just, I got sick of it. And eventually it was just kind of like, my answer was the same thing. Cause they would always be like, how do you keep out these people? Like you can't, you can't really police the people that come into these groups. You can't. Uh, you can do it to a certain extent, but anybody can make a fake Facebook account. And it also kind of leads back to the fact that I have had experiences myself with men that were not so great, but I've also had experiences with women that weren't great and with non-binary people that were not great. So we can't just define and throw it all at one gender. There's really no point to be doing that. We just have to be a little bit more diligent with it and you know I do understand that um, some people do have trauma in that sense but at the same time we're pushing the limits to even having a Facebook group to begin with because it does say in the terms and conditions we're not allowed to do that but you know it's it's completely up to anybody how they want to run their their group but you know if any of the boudoir photographers are listening to this I Deeply, deeply encourage you, please make your groups better. This is not just for women. You don't have to accept cis men in your group. However, please be aware that non-binary people exist. Trans people exist. We want to be included. And I sure as shit do not want to see you posting. If you have a trans client come in, I do not want to see you say that. I don't want to say, look, I had a trans woman client come in. Please don't do that. We don't want to be paraded.
unless they say so. I can't speak for every like not non-binary trans person, but we don't want to be paraded. We just want to be accepted. So that was the big reason why I started my my group to be all inclusive. I wanted a space that I felt comfortable in and that invited other non-binary folks to feel comfortable in. Yeah, not to get um, too deep into like the gender theory elements of it. I just thought that was super interesting because I've been reading a little bit more about like gender critical theories of feminism, which is just a nicer way of saying trans-exclusionary radical feminism or TERFs, um, and a little bit more about how that all operates. And I think the rhetoric around the woman only spaces comes from these histories of repression and like collective trauma. Uh, and it tries to be synonymous with safe space, but can be rooted in these ideas uh, that can be really harmful to like all kinds of different queer trans folks. That just goes to say, I think it's worth taking a more critical lens to the idea of a women's only space and see what that actually means and how we can achieve the same amount of safety in a way that isn't dependent on histories of gendered violence. You've touched on this a little bit already, but can we expand on the historic elements of boudoir and femininity and specifically like histories of embodied empowerment? Absolutely. Um, Yeah, actually, believe it or not. So like I said before, boudoir photography has been around for almost 100 years now. And one of the most popular boudoir photographers um, to this day was actually a man. (laughs) shocker yeah his name was albert arthur allen um so nowadays when we look at boudoir photographers about 90 percent of them are women with a couple of um a couple of them are men there are actually some pretty popular and very incredible educators that are men in boudoir photography and then there are us little non-binary folks i know all of three (laughs) um yeah i know all of three um but i'm sure that number is a lot higher obviously i don't know everybody but yeah it's definitely been historically dominated by women so of course it's tough to to go through and and kind of break down these stereotypes even with other boudoir photographers that i interact with it's always like it's always like a 50-50 shot on if they'll be um, respectful or if I get the hey girl message right off the bat and I'm like, hello, my pronouns are in my bio, please read. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, and you know what? I have absolutely no problem with it being dominated by women. Please dominate this genre, do it. Um, it's one of the few photography genres that is dominated by women. It's like photography was always a man's thing. Women came in and said, nope, we're doing the boudoir. (laughs) Back off. (laughs) Do your experiences with queer clients differ much from your experiences with uh, cisgender clients? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's such a big difference when it comes to to working with queer folks as opposed to um, anyone who is not queer. <laughs> um, there is a, a really big difference about it because, you know, now with, with boudoir, the big thing is being empowered um, and, you know, leaving, feeling great about your body. The thing is with queer folks, and I'm not saying that non-queer folks don't have these struggles, but it is increasingly difficult because, you know, 
we want to present ourselves sometimes in a different way. And a lot of the times it can be in a feminine way, a masculine way, or it's completely denied, or it's a mix of everything. And it's an everyday struggle to deal with, you know, dirty looks, negative comments all day, every day. Um, and it's just, you know, the constant bullying and harassment. And when, you know, whenever I have any other queer person that comes in here, it's almost like we spend a bit longer on any sort of body image coaching. And that's fine. I absolutely love doing that part of my job, but it's definitely a lot different than when non-queer folks come in because of things that we have to discuss. And it's it's nice to be able to relate as well because some days I kind of feel a little bit alone in my struggles in that sense. But it's nice to be able to talk about it and go out from there and just discuss with it. Because I think, you know, with with queer folks, we want to feel empowered. We want to to feel good about ourselves. And that, you know, not saying it it's the case for all of us, but I know for a good majority that it's hard to not, you know, not have a good day or to to have a day where we really love our bodies and you know, whenever I know with myself, whenever I've tried to find things that would make me feel good about my body, it always ended up in being either misgendered or just not treated properly. And, or it, or it even come out to the sense that I turned into the, the token non-binary queer person of their business. And that's not okay. So it's really like a fine line to make sure that, you know, we're comfortable too, but it's one of my favorite things to do is to, to chat about any sort of body image issues and kind of move in from there. Thank you so much for meeting me today. Is there anything that you'd like to add before we finish up? Maybe a little bit of advice for those that are looking to book a boudoir session and a little bit of advice thrown in for, those who shoot it right now or who are thinking about shooting it, queer folks and non-queer folks. If you're looking for a boudoir photographer, please make sure you're researching who they are, look through their portfolio, make sure their portfolio is representative of what you want and has your body type in it. This is a big thing um, because a lot of these photographers will preach that they're inclusive with all body types, but when you look at their Instagram and their Facebooks, it's all the same body type. And then they get thrown a larger body and they don't know what to do. Please make sure you look on their portfolio and see that they can shoot that type and still deliver the same results. Um, the other thing too, photographers, this applies to all of you, not just boudoir photographers, diversify your portfolio. I'm tired of seeing the same body. Please, for the love of God, diversify yourself. There is absolutely no reason for there only to be one gender, one body type, and one skin color. Um, I get that we live in Alberta. However, it's not like, go out and find somebody. It's really not that hard. Um, and when you find those people, please don't tokenize them. They don't deserve to be tokenized. They are not there as your tool to be making money. Be respectful but you do need to diversify your portfolio because if I see that you say you're a professional and you don't work with, you know, 
you don't work with black folks, brown folks, indigenous folks, or any sort of person of color or anybody in a larger body or any trans folks or any non-binary folks, then you're not a professional. I want to see more. We need to work on it, please. That was Riley Laurel, a boudoir photographer based out of Edmonton. You can find their work at inclusiveboudoir.ca or at Riley Laurel Boudoir on Instagram. That was Bethany Godreau speaking with Riley Laurel, a non-binary boudoir photographer. You're listening to CJSR 88.5 FM in so-called Edmonton. And now we have a queer quote from Judith Butler to wrap things up for today. It's my view that gender is culturally formed, but it's also a domain of agency or freedom. And that is the most important, to resist the violence that is imposed by ideal gender norms, especially against those who are gender different, who are non-conforming in their gender presentation. Judith Butler. Damn, what a nice quote. That's all for our show today. Thank you very much to our lovely guest, Riley Laurel. Today's show was produced by Shayna Giles, Jao Victor Krieger, Bethany Godreau, Alex Sheru, Caden Peasley, Ash Halinda, and myself, Terrence Adams. I'm Milo Ellis, and I was the special guest. Gay Wire is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM in so-called Edmonton. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. You can find us online at gaywire.transitioner. Okay, I have to do that again. Now, listen. Yeah. I'm just going to retry this one more time. Here we go. You can find us online at gaywire.insister.fm. Do you want want me to do this bit? No, I want to do this bit. Okay. I like it. I just need a transistor. Okay. You can find us online at gaywire.transistor.fm. Okay, I'll do that again. Okay, ready? Yeah, just talk normally. You can find us online at gaywire.transistor.fm. On Facebook and Twitter, we are at GayWire. And we are at GayWireCJSR on Instagram and TikTok. Let us know what you're thinking. Hit up the DMs sometime. Or, if you'd rather be fancy, you can also email GayWire at CJSR.com and let us know what you think of the show. Our artwork is by Travis Erickson. Original music by Doug Hoyer and Catherine Hiltz. Until next week, live, love, and also probably laugh and all of that while you please stay on the line Debating whether or not 
that gender identity is valid within the trans community is, quite frankly, not useful. distracts from the larger fact that any gender non-conforming body is viewed as deviant by every system we have in place, placing us all under the same restrictive legislation regardless of this intangible and unknowable validity. So, if you still make fun of guy stuff, or you use the terms too cute, true scum, trans med, anything of the sort, I urge you to please check out the YouTube video Millions of Dead Genders by a girl boss, and that is the non-derogatory usage, named Lily. To just, like, reflect or something. I don't know. I'm just a trans person on the radio. Do whatever you want.